What resolutions will you make this year? I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Just look around. The signs are there. The altar frontal is now blue. Rob, Will, and I are wearing blue stoles. And there is a wreath with five candles, one of which we lit today. Or if you're like me and sometimes need obvious clues, just look again at the front page of the service bulletin. It's the first Sunday of Advent. Happy Church New Year. I think maybe I should have brought confetti or noisemakers or something to celebrate the occasion. I didn't think fast enough. Advent is the first season of the church year, and it is a season of celebration and preparation. We celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day, and we also prepare for Jesus' coming again. New Year's are beginnings, and not just for marking time, but also for other things as well. We make New Year's resolutions that begin on January the 1st. Now, I recently Googled the top 10 resolutions that are made each year, and the results are not surprising. We resolve to eat better, exercise more, lose weight. We resolve to spend more time with family and friends. And we also resolve to save more and spend less. But I think it's interesting to note those last resolutions dropped in their order of ranking from 2020 to 2021. They stayed in the top 10, but they were lower because they were replaced by ones that were more associated with our health. Maybe that was just a side effect of the pandemic. I think the new year is also a time for restarts as well. You know, the do-overs. Some of our resolutions begin, and if you're like me, end on January the 1st, or maybe a few days later. I won't ask for a show of hands, but how many of you seem to make the same resolutions each year? I do. Sometimes my resolutions become multi-year projects to see the effects that I wanted. Now, it seems we start off with the best intentions at the beginning of a new year, then life gets in the way. We become distracted, or we forget about our resolutions. We lose focus. We lose our resolve to do what we had resolved to do. But don't beat yourself up, because it happens, I think, to everyone. Starting a new year and beginning to mark time, starting with day one, provides us an opportunity to reflect on the past year. We can see where we lived up to our resolutions and where we fell short. We can see where life's events have taken us, and maybe we need to change course. Or maybe we even need just to stay the course that we're on. On day one, we can let go of the past, maybe forgive ourselves, ask for a little grace, and look to the days ahead with new resolve and new energy. Now, another word for resolution is a promise. And Advent 1 is also a season of promises. Just look to our scripture texts today. Our text from Jeremiah tells us of God's promise to cause a righteous branch to spring up from the line of David. As Christians, we read this text and others like it in the Old Testament as foretelling us of Jesus and his coming. These texts anticipate the birth of Jesus that we celebrate and remember each year. It is the fulfillment of God's promise. The lighting of the Advent wreath candles marks progress toward that Christmas day. And with each candle that is lit, our anticipation grows and grows until Christmas day when we remember the fulfillment of God's promise. 
I think we are far more comfortable to talk about this joyous occasion than we are with the subject and images in our gospel text today. Today's gospel text is also about a promise, a promise that Christ made to the world to return, to bring forth the full kingdom of God. We hear echoes of this text in our colic prayers and in the Nicene Creed that we're going to hear in a few minutes that we will recite together when we hear the words, Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We don't talk much about, nor do we often hear a lot about the final judgment. Our gospel portrays it in signs in anticipation of it in ominous tones, things happening in the sky, distress among the nation, the fear and the foreboding that these signs cause among people because they know what may be coming. Yet in the midst of this ominous sounding promise, there is a chord of hope reverberating. Jesus tells us, now when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise your head, because your redemption is drawing near. The signs of coming judgment are also signs of our coming redemption. Isn't that something to be joyful and hopeful about? And just to drive the point home even more, Jesus says in our text, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. It seems God's resolve is not in doubt. God fulfills God's promises. Jesus admonishes his followers to be ready, to be prepared, to not get weighed down by life and worry. He warns us to expect his coming and not be caught unaware like in a trap. This is a theme that is common throughout Jesus' ministry. God's kingdom will come. Be ready for that day. Be alert and be awake. God's promise to humankind has been fulfilled once. It will be fulfilled again. Now don't worry, you didn't miss an Advent One Eve party last night, at least none that I know of or were invited to. There were no countdown clocks, no crystal balls coming down in Times Square to mark the occasion. Our wonderful sections, as they always do, changed the altar frontal for us to be appropriate to the season. Rob, Will, and I chose blue this morning instead of the green that we had been wearing through the ordinary times, also appropriate for the season. And the only fireworks that we had were when the candle was lit this morning at the beginning of the service. Maybe there should have been a little more fanfare, or maybe not. Maybe coming into this season quietly with humility is the better approach. Our Advent wreath is our countdown clock and our crystal ball combined, marking the coming fulfillment of God's promises to us. Our celebration is in the realization of God's promises being fulfilled. That will be the time for the fanfare, the singing, and the celebrations. During Advent, we prepare to meet Christ, a helpless child in a manger, just like the shepherds and the wise men. We celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. We also prepare to stand in the words of our gospel text before the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. We will celebrate our redemption when that happens. Are we ready for both? Are we prepared for the manger and the crowd? Cloud, excuse me. If we make New Year's resolutions to eat better, exercise more, lose weight, and save money, 
Could we also make spiritual and faith resolutions for a church new year too? Can we resolve to pray more, attend church more, respect the dignity of others more? And the list of possible resolutions could go on and on. Whether it is a new start or a restart, we can use this day, this season, to resolve to be ready to meet Christ in that manger or in the cloud. So maybe the question before us now in this first Sunday of Advent is this. What new church year resolutions do we need to make this year to be ready? Amen.